The following episode was recorded unscripted, unedited, and for mature audiences only. Hey, what's up? I'm Adam Adam, and welcome back to another episode of Modern Magical Meddling. We are 15 episodes deep in season two. I think season one, we only went to 10? 10 episodes, I think? Maybe? Season two, 15. Shit, we're doing it. I mean, I think I f- think we just found a method that works. I think we found, or I think I found, something that just makes sense and works. The people have been, you guys have been writing in, which is awesome, and I so appreciate that. Uh, the live on YouTube is is going really well, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, let's catch up a little bit, and then we'll just dive into these into these emails and topics. Um, let's see. Uh, someone in the chat asked, "How was HHN this weekend?" We went on Wednesday, uh, which was which was great. Always weekdays are always really chill. Um, we went on Thursday. And then what's today? Sunday, right? So we we skipped on uh, we skipped Friday and Saturday. Dustin um, sent me a very um, a very heartfelt text message while he was on his way to work uh, one day, and he was like, "Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm fucking exhausted." And he was like, "I'm really tired." Um, he started training for his new role at Disney in the holiday parade. So he started doing some of that stuff, which forced him to get up early and, you know, doing the clopin energy, the late night, early morning, um, doesn't get any easier as you get older. We're both in our thirties now and we're like, okay, like, ow, this, yeah, this is a lot. Um, and I don't start my day until this is the earliest thing that I ever do is is record this with you guys at noon. My other uh, my other lives are at like what one o'clock or something like that. My um, yeah, I think my my Thursday live is one p.m. Eastern. So this is the earliest that I do anything for the sake of late nights and horror nights and and all of that. Um, the ends burn quicker at both ends as we age. It's a lot. LOL. I agree, Sarah. I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, we needed it. Dustin was very honest and, you know, he was like, I think, I think I want to take a break. You can go if you want to go. Um, but I, I'm tapping out tonight. And I was like, okay, well, honestly, I'm going to take that as a sign that I need to, I need a break as well. Um, we have a good girlfriend of ours, Liv, who's one of my moderators on, uh, TikTok and a really good friend of mine who's come with us to all of our conventions and she's a really good booth bitch. Um, she's coming this week, this coming week, she's coming to visit us and we're going to be doing HHN balls to the wall. So kind of, kind of made sense for us to take a little break. I want to go back tonight. I want to go back to HHN tonight. I do miss it. Not going to lie. Um, but, but yeah, we're going to be with live in town. We're doing horror nights, frequent fear express the whole nine. So, you know, always, yeah, it's always good to take a little break, but he was very honest with me and he was like, you know, I know we love it. It is so much fun. I know we're having a great time, but, uh, I'm just tired, babe. And I think I need a break. And I was like, that's fair. And he was like, you can go if you want to go. And I just, I would have rather have spent time with him and kind of, I told him straight up. I was like, honestly, if you didn't say that, I would have just kept going until I made myself sick or, or burnt out or got a cold or something. Um, and he's also been kind of feeling low key under the weather lately for some reason. Um, took a COVID test negative the whole nine. So he's just being a little under the weather, I think. And, you know, kind of just, I think we're just both a little burnt out. Um, but yeah, took a little break this weekend and it's been kind of nice. You know, I, on Friday night, I was like, what am I, what am I supposed to do with myself? I would nor I finished my live and normally we would have gone to horror nights. We would have, we would have gone out and, you know, I would have had a couple drinks, got a little litty and have some fun. But like Friday night, he was like, can we just hang out? And I was like, yeah, do you want to finish watching sex in the city? Do you want to finish watching? And just like that season two, um, and uh, so that's what we did. We we sat on the couch, ordered food, and watched like four episodes that we had missed of, and just like that. Which I don't know if you guys are watching that at all. If anyone's a Sex and the City fan, I always was. Um, and and just like that has been uh, fun to watch, but also low key annoying. 
Um, there's also just just that element of of it's good. I like it. Um, it's a fun continuation, but the whole Carrie and Aiden thing is really annoying. It's very. Are they are they bored? Like I don't know. Are they bored? Aiden's not bored. He's got like kids and shit and a whole fucking pro- a whole his own issues. But like, I don't know. It's it's good. I like it. But Miranda's annoying. Carrie and Aiden is annoying. It's a whole thing. So it's a lot. It's fun, but it's a lot. You know, so anyway, so that's what we've been doing. Um, we've also been, uh, you know, watching some some movies and stuff and just catching up on Ahsoka and, and all of that. So but anyway, took a little break this weekend from Horror Nights. I hope we're going to go back tonight. We'll see how we feel. Um, I wouldn't say I think and just like that needs to end per se, but the way that season two ended I'm like, what in the notebook is is happening here? I'll wait for you. And it's like, or you could just live your life. And if you happen to come back together, you do. But, like, there were so many fucking red flags. Like, full spoiler alert. But um, there were so many red flags with her and Aiden in this new reboot. There were so many red flags that I was like, okay, why are we doing this? What is happening? Um... But anyway, so yeah, that's what's been going on with us. We kind of took a little break. We haven't set up anything for Halloween yet, which is, you know, kind of really off-brand for us. But with uh, with our girlfriend coming into town, we're, gonna, we're cleaning house and spending a lot of time at home and, you know, just making sure that we're good to go um, for, for people to stay here. Because after Liv comes, another friend of ours is going to be staying with us as well. Um, so yeah, it's just a really busy time over here at Chateau Madam Adam. It's just really busy. And I'm, I know I've been working really hard and, uh, pushing myself with work and, and everything as well. I've never gone live this often. Um, I go live fucking six, six, six days a week now. Um, Mondays are for charity, but I, the only day I don't actively go live is, is Tuesdays. So I'm starting to like be selective about the content that I put out and I don't have to post a reading every day. I mean, I don't think anyone really needs a full like three card reading every single day. Even for me, sometimes my dailies are one card. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just, I'm trying to be a little bit more selective about what I put out so that I don't burn myself out as much as I have been. I've been needing to take more mental health days than normal. And I think that that's a sign of something, you know, Dustin wanting to take a break from horror nights. That's definitely a sign of something. So we're both just, and you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm setting him up for success because when we start the holiday, when he starts that holiday parade, he's not going to be home until like 4am, you know, he's going to be working from like, I don't know, like, it's late nights, it's late night party nights, so, and he's gonna be there the whole duration of the event from, like, November to, to Christmas time, so, yeah, just started with one card a day, today is day 16, proud of you, that's great, good for you, babe, consistency is the thing, you know, Consistency is the thing. But yeah, no, I'm I'm in an effort to try to be consistent. I've gone live more often than I ever have before. Um, I mean, to be real, I'm making more money, which is always attractive. But at the same time, I'm fucking exhausted. And you guys know, as, I, as I'm making my coffee in the morning, I'm posting the daily affirmation card. So I literally get up, go to the bathroom, grab my phone, turn on the coffee, come into the office post the affirmation, and then have my coffee. So I'm even, like, working, quote-unquote, before I even do anything else. I'm thinking about posting content and and all of that. So, so yeah, something's out of whack. Something, I, I need to rethink some stuff, and that's why I'm trying to be a bit more selective about my content. Because even on days that I'm, quote-unquote, off, or my, even on Tuesdays, I'm still working, you know? 
Um, even on Tuesdays, I'm still posting a reading or content or an affirmation or a card or, or something. So I'm always posting every day of the week, no matter if it's a day off or not. I guess a day off to me is when I don't have clients, I don't have private readings, and I don't have a live. To me, that's a day off, you know? Um, so yeah, vacation... I would love to, but we're just, it's just a really fucking busy time. We're planning to go to the, um, the West coast. We want to go to, we want to go to California. We want to go to Disney out there and universal out there right after Christmas. So sometime in January, Dustin's like, we're going on a trip, deal with it. And I'm like, okay, where do I slide my card? Like I just pay for it. So, um, so yeah, that is a that is a plan we're working on. It's just this time of year. From from the late summer until the new year, we're just very fucking busy. You know, the spooky season is really busy for me. Um, I go to conventions. I have Spooky Empire. He's going to be busy at Disney with the holiday parade. So it's just a really um, it's just a really busy time for us, and it's just easy to get burnt out because we're trying to have fun at the same time. So, but yeah. I think that's it. I think that's that's the gist of what's going on over here. Other than that, it's it's pretty much business as usual. Uh, someone said, my mother-in-law says, when you have time, you don't have money. And when there's money, there's no time. She's right. Yeah, wow. No, that's that's very true. Honestly, the the kind of push and pull of that is is very accurate. Um yeah, we're we're doing great. We're doing well financially, you know, like the bills are paid and Halloween Horror Nights we paid for like six months ago. So it's been paid for for a while. So, you know, it's just going and being up late at night and I'm just having fun. <laughs> I'm having so much fun, you know. I burned through all of my cards in like uh, 12 nights of Halloween Horror Nights. I did 78 free reads. So, and I, and I just, I fucking love it so much. I love meeting people in person because it's, you're not a, you're not a username, you know? And I think like going live six nights a week is like dulling it a little bit. It's like numbing it a little bit that like you guys are people on this live, that you're human beings that have fingers and are typing and, and all of that, you know, like it's there's like a numbing that happens. And when I meet people in person and they're like, oh, my God, I love your content. I'm like, ew, why? Like, I'm like, why? Like, you follow me? And they're like, everyone follows you. And I'm like, I mean, like, I don't know. Something in my brain is like, those are just numbers. They're just bots. They're just usernames. Like, it's not real. Like, something about it isn't real. You know what I mean? Like, it's so fucking weird the way you kind of like disassociate from reality when you're just a voice box, you know, when you're just spitting it out online and you're just constantly seeing your own face, kind of low key, only ever hearing your own voice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's just, it's really lovely. You get it. It's just, it's really lovely to meet people in person and separate you know, a username from a human being. Like, I think that's really lovely. And people are like, oh my God, you want to give me a reading? You want to work right now? And I'm like, you don't understand. This isn't work to me. This is like connecting to a human being and what I want to do, you know? So I love meeting people in person and giving them a quick card reading because I, I do love what I do. And tarot is not just my job. It's my life. It's a lifestyle. I associate everything back to tarot. We will, a, a, our roller coaster car will pull up at a theme park and, and uh, Dustin's like, oh, it's number three. And I'm like, ah, the Empress, you know, like word. He's like, oh, no, we're car number seven. And I was like, ooh, yes, the chariot. How appropriate, you know? So Everything comes back to tarot. Everything associates back to that for me. So it's, but yeah, I love meeting people in person. That's what half of having fun at Horror Nights is. It's just walking laps around the park in the scare zones, having a, um, 
having a, a, a couple cocktails, getting a cute little buzz, and people being like, oh my god, Madam Adam, and I'm like, hi, like, how are you? Shall we take a photo? Like, do you want a reading? How are you? And people are, like, low-key shocked. I duetted someone, and she was low-key shocked that I, like, stopped what I was doing and gave her my full attention, and I was with my husband and some friends, and I just pulled over, and I was like, they'll wait for me. Like, how are you? What's up? You know, it's and they're like, Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I'm like, your excitement to see me is like hella fucking flattering, first of all. And second of all, like, I want to respect that and like, give you a little bit of my attention, you know, and I love that, like, since we're all at this separately ticketed event, You have your own goals, you have your own group of people that you're in, and you don't want to spend too much time with me, and and people want to be polite, and and they don't want to, you know, monopolize my time or anything, which you're not, by the way. Um, I always had to remind people, they were like, oh, I don't want to keep you, and I'm like, well, I have tickets for the whole thing, so you're not keeping me, but if you need to go, that's fine, like, I understand. Um, But yeah, I just, I really love it, it's... That's, I think, my favorite thing about Horror Nights is getting to meet people and and people see me in public and be like, you exist. And I was like, I do. I'm not just the in your phone, you know. But again, it's really lovely to separate human beings from usernames and and all of that. Because going live six nights a week, y'all, it is, it's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway. So, yeah, that's what's going on over here. Not much different. Just kind of taking a little break the past couple days from the horror. Um, and, um, yeah, my tattoos are healing nicely. I have my next appointment in October with Jacob to um, to finish up my leg. I'm very excited. I am worried, though. We're, at Spooky Empire, I'm worried I'm going to be cheating on him because there's a friend of mine who does tattoos out in Largo, and she's going to be at Spooky Empire, and I've been talking to her about a Cult of the Lamb tattoo, and I was like, I hope Jacob's not going to be mad at me. <laughs> um, can't help it. All right. Let's read some emails, my friends. All right. First things first. Right up here on top. Um, let's see. Hey, Madam Adam, I hope this email finds you well. My name is Izzy. I'm 20 years old and I work in radio. Since the economy has been fucked, I'm finally financially capable of moving out of my mom's house for the first time. Congratulations, fantastic. Um, here's the thing. I'm waiting on this apartment complex to get back to me about moving in and all of the things that have kept me from leaving sooner are creeping in. My anxieties about being able to completely financially, emotionally, and physically independent have gotten worse the longer it takes for these apartment overlords to get back with me about a move-in date and makes me think this was an impulsive decision. What are your thoughts? Much love and thanks for being you, Izzy. You're welcome, Iz. Um, I mean, this is classic. In my opinion, this is classic. It's it's very much in the moment. Everything is a great idea. All the ducks are in a row. But the moment that you have time to fester and think about it, we start to have doubt. You know, we start to think about, oh, is this a sign that I fucked up? Was this an impulse, as you said? Um, this, to me, is the part where you, like, follow through. You know, so as you wait, here's the thing, honey, you don't have to wait, though. You can follow up. You can call every fucking day and be like, hey, so what's the tea? What's happening? Do you need it? My favorite method of following up and like showing my genuine interest in an opportunity or like uh, even just like reminding a friend of something like they said that they would call you about a thing that you're doing this weekend and it's like tomorrow and you haven't heard yet. So you follow up and you're like, hey, let me know if you need anything else from me about tomorrow. Can't wait. And they're like, oh, shit, that's right. Tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of like a good. Is that passive aggressive? I don't think that's passive aggressive. If you're going to just kind of follow up with a business or anything, a job, anything. Is there anything else you need from me about this thing? Because to me, that says like, hey, I'm still interested. What else can I do? 
to, to show how interested I am. You know what I mean? So I would follow up, honestly, instead of just kind of waiting around. I would follow up as best you can. Um, and at least, yeah, Galaxy Gal 111 on YouTube said, at least they'll know that you're serious. Yeah. Is there anything else you need from me? Is there something, anything else I can do to call it gentle nudging? That's a great way to put it. And it is super effective. You're right, Beck. I think it is super effective. It really shows your interest and shows that you're serious. Um, all the things that have kept you from leaving sooner are creeping in. Anxieties about being able to completely financially, emotionally, physically independent have gotten worse. Honey, we're all figuring it out. We are all figuring it out as we go. Everyone in this chat, I'm sure, can agree. We are all of various decades of age. You are 20. I'm 35. I'm sure there's some 40 and 50-somethings in the chat. Maybe even some 60-somethings. Who knows? We're all figuring it the fuck out as we go, girl. Your anxiety is founded because you're not wrong. And uh, we're all just kind of figuring it out. Everything that I have learned about my finances, about this business, having a website, being an influencer, whatever you want to call it, I have been learning as I go. <laughs> I have been learning as I go. Everything that I have done, we are all just figuring it out. So you are not inaccurate to feel the way that you feel. But let me see what I've got here for you. Let's pull some cads. Thank you for writing in, Izzy. All right, let's see. Yeah, Eight of Swords energy, straight up. You're in your head. You're literally in your head. You're just overthinking it, and that's part of it. It's... It's, oh, no, I've never been here before. Am I going to be the odd person out? Am I going to be the only one? Am I doing something wrong? Like, that's my knee-jerk trauma response for everything is I assume I fucked up, you know? One person says something, and I'm like, oh, no, I must have fucked up. I must have offended hundreds of people. What have I done, you know? So it's really easy to be in your head about this stuff. Also, Queen of Swords energy... This is going to be much easier said than done for you and for anyone, but don't look for issues, babe. You are transforming. You should be very proud of the kind of butterfly you're blossoming into. Don't expect issues, but when you do find issues, open your mouth, speak on them. If you're moving into an apartment, get in really, really good with the people that work up front. Make sure that your rent is a day early. Make sure that you go up there, that you communicate, that you introduce yourself, that you're not just the quiet hermit fucking tenant. Um, that's me. I'm the tenant that I'm like, I don't need to know my neighbors. I don't need to know anybody. The office people don't need to know me. I just need to sign my checks or pay my rent online, check my mail, and I don't. you don't need to exist. If something was broken in our apartment, I would just let it. I'd be like, well, that's broken now. I guess I just don't have that thing anymore, you know? Um, but my husband has taught me that it is good. It's good for you to get in good with the people that work the front office in case you need an extension on your rent, in case you need to communicate about something. If there is a problem, call maintenance. That's what renting is for. Um, they take care of stuff for you. So my advice to you on, on communication, though, don't expect issues. But when there are issues, be honest and complain about noise. Complain about, you know, your washing machine or, or whatever you've got. But just make sure that you're communicative um, I hate, I just hate getting to know people and small talk and, and I, and I literally like from, from my point of view, like I help people for a living. I talk to people, strangers six days a week online for a living. The last thing I want to do is like go to a neighbor's house and like pretend to be interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's my shit, is that it's like, oh, well, you guys should come over. And it's like, I love you. I do. I'm sure you're lovely people, but I am so tired and so drained. It's like after conventions when everybody's like, you're coming to the after party, right? And I'm like, I'm fucking bet. I'm spent. I'm so tired. Dustin once, people were complaining, jokingly complaining, but they were like, you guys never come to the after parties. You always say you might come and you never come. Like, are you just antisocial like that? And we always joke that, like, 
I'm a social introvert and Dustin is like a social butterfly. Um, so, and he was like, no, well, Adam needs to eat after he reads everybody. He's got to eat and recharge and he just gets really tired and doesn't want to go out. And he used to make me feel really guilty. So, um, but eventually he took a photo of me. We tried, I tried, I kept my shoes on and everything. I sat on the couch. We just got McDonald's on the way home just to shove something in my face. And he took a photo of me sitting on the couch with a burger in my hand, passed out. Like, half-eaten sandwich, I fell asleep mid-bite. Like, and he took a picture of me and sent it to those people, and he was like, I tried. He's like, I tried. He's exhausted. So, being social, though, it is good, because Dustin has been able to create relationships with neighbors of ours, and, like, when hurricane shit is coming around, and he's like, hey... Are you guys taking your shit off the patio? A neighbor of ours went out of town to go do something in California and a package came and he brought it inside for her. He's just making great community and staying communicative. And, and like when our, when our new upstairs neighbors moved in, I, I, my office is directly underneath their stairs. So I went over to next door and I was like, hey, just wanted to introduce myself. I'm Adam. I live down here with my husband. I'm your downstairs neighbor. Let me know if you need anything and if you guys have any questions about the complex. And, you know, also just wanted to let you know that my office is directly underneath your stairs. Our last neighbors didn't care at all and were very noisy. And I asked them to just be mindful of the fact that I work from home and they were not. So anyway, my whole point is, is don't look for issues, but when you find them, open your mouth. Don't be afraid to communicate. Um, try to create good relationships with the people at the office, with, you know, the people that run the place, maintenance, etc. Try to just have a good relationship, pick up after your pets, you know, that kind of thing. Just try to be a good person about it. You don't have to be like, you know, bringing cookies and shit. That's Dustin. Dustin's like, I'm going to bring the office donuts because I feel like it. And I'm like, all right, go for it. No goal, no looking for anything in return. Just Dustin being Dustin. Um, but yeah, you're in your head a lot about this. Don't look for issues. But when you find them, open your mouth. And um, yeah, Page of Wands energy. You should. This should rekindle a passion for you. This should really light a match for you passionately. You should be excited. You should be excited to do things on your own, to decorate your own place and, you know, um, completely financially, emotionally, and physically. You're not, none of us are completely independent. Let's be real. None of us are completely independent. We rely on social media. We rely on technology. We rely on friends, other people. You're not going to be completely independent because you're going to have a complex of people working for you. Basically. You know? So lighten the fuck up. And this should also make you excited. This should rekindle a passion for you for living. Should make you real excited. I remember I lived in my grandmother's house in New York and I kind of had my own my own little apartment area in her in her house and I had my own bathroom, my own little kitchenette, my whole thing. So it's kind of like I lived in my own apartment in a way and um I paid her some rent and everything too. So I wasn't, you know, living completely rent-free, but uh but yeah, I remember the joy I felt and just kind of getting up, taking a shower, Going to get some groceries, coming home, getting ready for work, going to work, coming home, having a drink, going to a bar, maybe not. It was just this this freedom. So you should be really optimistic about this, babe. You're just in your head. Don't worry about it, honestly. Um, whether you get it or not, it looks like you're going to be celebrating it. It looks like you're going to be celebrating. You should get this apartment. Just follow through. See if there's anything else they need from you. Push it. Push your interest. Let them know you're serious. Um, maybe it was an impulsive decision, but it was one you made. So it must have been right for you. So, yeah. Olivia said, they're 46, not a clue what's going on. Anyone who says they know what they're meant to be doing is either lying through their teeth or just having a good five minutes. I agree. I agree. Very well put, Olivia. Very well put. Well, Izzy, I hope that helps you out. You're just really far in your head. Don't expect issues, but when you find them, open your mouth. This should rekindle some passion for you, some zest for living, and uh, you should be celebrating this pretty soon. So that's really lovely. All right, let's see. 
Let's read this one. Compliments and thank you. Hi, Madam Adam. We just recently moved overseas and I've been all over the place with listening to your podcast. Haha. Thank you. Um, anyway, I'm currently on episode six of season two. And when you said that, quote, if you want to read purely intuitively, then stick to Oracle. I was hollering. I bought my first de- Oracle deck five years ago and then took my sister-in-law to buy cards sometime after. And she asked for my opinion, what I thought was easier, Oracle or Tarot. And I said to me personally... Oracle cards are easier because they're open for your personal interpretation. On the other hand, tarot cards come with a set of definitions, and key is to mingle those definitions with your own intuition. Very good. I do like how I can see the picture on an Oracle card and see what bubbles up. The guy showing us the cards then chimed in how it's the other way around because Oracle cards come with a little text and tarot cards are much more free to any kind of interpretation. Then he asked if we were new to reading cards. I roll. That made me super insecure, of course. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because everything you say always makes so much sense. Even if your Oracle cards come with a tiny booklet and a bit of text, it's still only one person that gave the idea of how to interpret these cards, the author. Not an agreed-upon system that's been around longer than you and I together. Oracle cards are much more like signs to me. It all depends on your personal situation, awareness, and experience. If I have a phobia of butterflies, then a butterfly will not stand for a loved one visiting me, you know? Oh my god, that's so true! That's so true. Anyway, keep spreading the word. Keep spreading the tough love. Thank you, Madam Adam, for all you do. No card needed for me. I'm trying to save up money and build up confidence to book a personal reading with you, Tam. Thank you, Tammy. That was so kind of you and very, very well put. Um, that's a, such a common question I get asked a lot is, is the difference between tarot and oracle. And yeah, that that person at the shop that said the, it was the other way around, that tarot was more intuitive and oracle was more finite. That just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to, um, upon the new year, I'm going to be adding reversals back into my tarot and I'm going to be getting into... Um, Lenormand, Lenormand, I don't know how I say that, if I'm saying that properly, but that style of tarot, I'm going to be doing some research more into that, um, which I find really exciting because as what I, based on research I've done about it, um, as I understand, um, Lenormand or Lenormand, um, tarot opens or it active, activates, um, how did they put this? It, like, activates communication centers in the brain, um, which, I mean, hello, Aquarius moon, chatter, chatty Kathy me, perfection. But, um, yeah, the difference between oracle and tarot, right? Like, it's really fascinating. It's all cardomancy. It's all divination. Um, yeah, Lenormand or Lenormand is more literal, right? But it's also, like... There's a ladder is like a card could be like a ladder. Right. And it's like, what does that mean? We're moving towards something. We're we're ascending. We are climbing. We're striving to achieve. What does that mean? So I kind of love that. And I really want to dive more into that instead of the textbook kind of definitions of tarot that I've gotten really, really accustomed to. I would love something to kind of make me pause and think for a second and not just spit it out. You know, Um, but yeah, Oracle to me is just more loose. It's more like you said, uh, Tam, you look at an image and see what comes up, like see what, you know, what bubbles up for you, what resonates, what makes sense. And they often have like a key word or, or something as well, which it's like, oh, well, that's what that means. You know, it's like if you if it was a butterfly and it was like change. Well, gee, I wonder what that means. It means that there's changes. Change is coming. There's change around you. You're changing. Situations are changing. Something's changing, you know, instead of the the way that tarot has like a multifaceted layer of things attached to definitions. Um, but yeah, to me, Oracle is is like poetry. It's more, it's like song lyrics. It's like music where tarot is more of like classical music, you know? Oracle is like modern, modern music and tarot is like class. Yeah. Tarot to me is like classical music. It can sound a little different for everyone. It's not everyone's taste, but like piano means piano. Forte means forte. 
You know what I mean? Like, piano means soft, and you have to know that. Seeing the word piano on a sheet of music doesn't mean that it's played by a piano. It means that it's soft, right? Um, Allegro means fast. So seeing that, it's like, oh, Allegro, that feels to me like you really need to have some pasta. Like, no, girl. Allegro is not a kind of fucking pasta. It means quickness, rapid with speed. You see what I'm saying? So, like, classical music, you need to have a bit, a semblance of knowledge of music and, like, sheet music and reading music and what that means. And to have, like, to be able to read and play classical music, you have to have a certain amount of discipline, whereas oracle cards are a bit more like modern music where you can kind of just, you know, or or not just modern, but just like picking up a guitar and knowing how it sounds instead of like I, there's plenty of people I know that can't read music, but they can play music. And a lot of my um, a lot of my musical argument or experience um, ability was both visual and audible. It was both that I could listen to something and just figure out how to play it by sound. Um, and um, some people just know how to read music, you know? So it's a mix of those things. But to me, like, yeah, I think that Oracle cards are much more of like, I'm grabbing this instrument and I'm going to fuck with it and see what sounds I make and and... You know, oh, wow, that's beautiful. You know, oh, look, that's a song. Oh, that that sounds really deep. Let's put words to it, you know. But to me, tarot, um, tarot is a bit more like classical music. You have to, you have to, you have to know some stuff. You have to have some discipline and knowledge, right? Um, yeah, reading versus playing music great analogy. Yeah, right? Like, to me, Oracle is, like, just kind of playing music by feeling, and Tarot is, like, learning to play music by training and classical, you know? Um, depends on the deck. There's a Kickstarter Tarot that I'm backing that has some interesting twists on the traditional cards, and I suspect I'll be reading the image more on those. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. There's always a, there's always an artist interpretation of cards, you know, there's always an artist version of things that that plays into it, but I just part of me wants like a 3 of swords to just be a 3 of swords and to be what it means across the board and like maybe yes, different artistry can have different accent on the language or a different twist on it or an, another layer of perspective but it just kind of it irks my brain when a card is so different than than what the meaning tends to be you know the meaning that we understand it to be where the suits come from like, like, like a, a tarot card in a certain suit is that suit for a reason. That's why I get so annoyed when people pull love or romance out of things like pentacles or swords. And it's like, that's not like, what? So, so yeah, no, I do agree as well, Meg. I do like to use Oracle and tarot uh, together. And I think that's really fun to do and add layers of understanding. I think that adding Oracle is kind of a general blanket over the whole thing. And the tarot is like the nitty gritty details. So, but yeah, and I'm not saying that like, you know, one is better than the other. They're just very different, you know? And I find that Oracle is a bit more shallow, I guess. To me, tarot is just deeper, you know? To me, tarot has deeper meaning and Oracle is like, like I said, it says, like, a word on the card. Um, like, there's one in the uh, in the Lumen Oracle that I have from Threads of Fate that I adore. And it says, ask the body. Gee, I wonder what that means. And it's like, no, that means check in with your body. Like, check in with your body. And, you know, we can go into details in the book and what that means. But it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. It's on the card, you know? 
So maybe that's why people think that Oracle is is very, it is what it is. It's the definition that it is. But there can be so many different things. It can be so many, there can be any Oracle, you know, anything, any theme, any word, any vibe. But tarot is is tarot and it has been the same thing for hundreds of years. So that, I th- maybe that's why I like it so much. It's got like historical reverence or something like that. I don't know. But thanks for writing in, Tam. That was great. I really appreciate you. Um, here we go. Um, this one is from um, Amsterdam. Hi, Adam. I'd really like a general reading. My own personal advice maybe for my move. My husband and I, with our three kiddos, just bought our first home. And I'm in college and also homeschooling all three of those munchkins. I did have a lot of anxiety about all of this change and pressure, but it seems to be going down. I question if it's just holding out to explode later or if I'm actually okay. LOL. I'm good at, am I good to celebrate or, or what? I keep wondering if I can handle all of this. I'm in Aries, so I'm very determined, but easily swayed to make quick decisions. At this point, I need some hard truth. Please help. Absolutely. Um, I mean, my first initial piece of advice for you, just on the way you phrased all of that, is, is, uh, are you good to celebrate? Always. You're always good to celebrate. Celebrate the milestones. Celebrate the play-by-play. Celebrate the day-to-day. Celebrate the small shit. Celebrate the finish of a lesson plan. Celebrate the end of the school day with the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let's celebrate the little shit. Because, um, bitch, I mean, Amber, there's always going to be something. Right? I mean, there's always going to be something if you're waiting for the right time to celebrate. It ain't never happening. Like, it's never happening. There's never going to be a right time, girl. Like, there's always going to be another reason not to. You have to let the reasons you should celebrate supersede, you know? So let's see what we've got here. King of Swords energy. You're doing the wise thing. We're trying to be smart here. You should be very proud of the person that you have turned into as well. That King of Swords energy. Temperance, honey. Yeah. Focus on balance and peace. Celebrate as you go. Like I said, be frugal of of, of how much energy you're putting out. But protect your peace, honey. Be logical about how you feel. Realistic about what you can accomplish. Temperance balance, evenness, right? Um, yeah, nine of cups energy. You need to sit with yourself. I know you got kids and that's easier said than done, but you got to sit with yourself here and really make sure you know how you feel and why you feel this way, all this anxiety and pressure and all of that. Where does it come from? Why do you have it? What can you control about it? So are you good to celebrate, bitch? I say so. Plan it out. Plan it out. Plan a little celebration. Let's go looking for some stuff as well in this deck. I want to go look for uh, the Wheel of Fortune or something. Let's see. Yeah, sometimes I like to go looking for a card in the deck, and I take the card before and after and make a cute little spread and see what's what's standing in our way. Yeah, you can... You're... you're listen... There's winners and there's losers, honey. People are doing what they think is best. Everyone's doing their own shit. Um, As long as you're not taking an easy way out, celebrate. Um, And you should be also celebrating yourself. High Priestess energy. Stillness and patience to understand the secrets that lie within you. So, yeah. Don't wait, honey. Sooner than later, make it happen. There's always a reason not to. Celebrate the little stuff along the way. Be at peace with the way things are. And I would throw some of that joy just to make sure that you're not holding out for something. Because that'll come around. Right? If you're holding out, it's going to happen. So it's bound to anyway because that's life. So you might as well find something small to celebrate as you go. You need to be a bit more patient with yourself. There's winners and losers. It's not personal. Plan what you need to plan. Spend some alone time with your feelings. Protect your peace. Be logical about how you feel. Realistic about what you can accomplish. And make wise decisions. And it seems to be a wise thing for you to celebrate the small shit as you go. Yeah? Fantastic. 
All right, how are we doing on time? We're doing pretty good. Okay, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, this one's a little long. Let's see. Okay. Hello, Madam Adam. Please call me Carmen. Hi, Carmen. I've been a fan of yours since day one, and it makes me happy to see you are thriving. Thank you. Um, in case you don't hear it enough, I'm proud of you. If possible, I would appreciate some friendship advice. Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. I appreciate you. I have a friend that I've known since middle school and have come to consider her a sister. She has always been difficult and moody, which at times has put a serious strain on our friendship. I've suspected for many years she was on the autism spectrum, which presents difficulty in women, and have always tried to be instructive and gentle. She is great one-on-one, -on -one, but in larger group, less great. My friend can be very rude and sensitive, self-centered, temperamental, and mean, which pisses off our mutual friends. To be honest, I've been the bridge between her and these friendships, and it is exhausting. I doubt, I doubt they will have kept her, would have kept her as a friend if I wasn't around. To get to the point, she has had a difficult three years, first being furloughed, being laid off, dealing with discouraging job situation that led to termination, bring primary caretaker to a family member, and eventually mourning that family member. I don't know how to help her. I think she needs to know what she likely, I think she needs to know that she likely has autism and should be medicated which she is passionately against, but I'm afraid one day she will test my bullshit bandwidth too, and I have to distance myself further. Some of our mutual friends are done with her, and I don't know what to do. I want to help her, but at the same, I want to learn. I want her to learn that her actions have consequences and to learn things the hard way. How should I handle this situation? Appreciate hearing what the cards have to say. Well, 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 well. I don't think we've read this email before, right? Someone in the chat, please stop me if we have. But I don't think so. This looks new to me. Um, but. Goddamn. I've been the difficult friend. I've been the mean one. And someone had to bridge the gap between me and the rest of the group. Um. Yeah. Someone, Olivia says in the chat here, the only real medication for autism is something to manage the anxiety. You don't need to be diagnosed for that. That's true. Thank you for that input. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, could be a symptom of some things, of some diagnoses and things like that. But from my experience, I've been the difficult friend. I have been the mean one. I have been the one that was great one-on-one, -on -one, but in groups. I was very standoffish and very rude and like I had something to prove. Um, it was the only way I could assert control. And then I was always the new kid too, you know? I was always the new kid. We moved every four years in my life and I got tired of starting over and having to be fresh every time. So, but to me, this is a conversation about love language, you know? This is, this is someone you said you described as like a sister to you. So this is, this is a conversation about love language. You don't feel chosen in this relationship in a way that you want and deserve to feel chosen. So if you want this person to choose you, you have to communicate the way you want to be chosen. So you have to ask them, how can I show you that I care about you and how and because I want you to show you care about me and this is how you do it. Not like this, like this. Um, Chris in the chat here says maybe also it's just time to accept that she doesn't want any part of larger crowds. Be with her on your own time and the others separately. That's fair. That's fair as well. However, it does put a bit of a strain on Carmen here. You know, I, I had a friend, like I said, that they were the middle between the group and me and they would spend time with me. And then when they went to hang out with the group, I was very jealous and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Um, yeah, I just I was very bothered. Like, why don't these people like me? Why do they like you? What is it about me? And I knew it was because I was honest to a point of attack. I was using honesty as a weapon um, and being a little too honest to people and saying things that you probably shouldn't say. 
So I was the mean one out of kind of a lash out of wanting to control a situation. So I'm not sure if that's something that might be similar to what's going on here, that they're just uncomfortable with the crowd aspect or the large group of it, feel like they don't have a lot of control, so they have to control it in a way that they can, which is with negative attention. Um, that's kind of how I used to be in my late teens, early 20s. Um, Let's see. Natalie says she needs to realize how much it is affecting her relationships. It's not going to get any better for you if she doesn't take accountability. It's hard to accept the fact that of having autism, they don't know how to deal with emotions. Very true. Um, it also might have to do with abandonment issues. Someone else says here in the chat after pushing, pushing people out so they can't do that to you. But we need to reflect on actions. Autism is no excuse for treating other people badly. I agree. Um, Shell says I can relate to... To, to Madam Adam, I have resting bitch face, so most people are afraid to approach me unless I approach them first. Very true. Um, maybe it's time to have a sit down and just let the friend know how you feel about having to bridge that gap. That's where I'm at. I would much rather people are honest with me. I would much rather you tell me what's up. Um, we're going to pull some cards on this, but I'm liking the multiple uh, takes Thank you for the comments. I love, this is my favorite part about the live podcast recording because you guys get to chime in and, and say what you think as well. Um, but yeah, having been the difficult friend, it blew up, you know, it blew up. And what happened was that friend started spending more time with the other people than with me because I was the one that was making it difficult. I was the one that was making it hard. And no matter what she said to me, of how or why I had a reason that I wasn't cooperating, you know? Um, so yeah, it wasn't that I had RBF so much, resting bitch face. It was, it was more that I was intimidating because I had no problem telling you what I thought of you, you know? And uh, like some be like, oh, Adam, this is so-and-so. And I'd be like, oh, the one that cheated on her boyfriend? Nice to meet you. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, that shit we don't say out loud, Adam. And I was like, oh, what? It's just the truth. Like, no, I'm being mean and, like, fucked up so that I have control of the situation, you know? And a lot of it was, like, yeah, a lot of it was abandonment stuff that I didn't want people to leave. So I, like, kept them at bay and, like, I made it inhospitable. I made myself an inhospitable environment. So, yeah. But I would have a conversation I would tell them that you don't feel chosen in a way that you want and deserve to be chosen. Thank you, Katie. I thought I was funny. Shock factor. But I was terrible. No joke. I was, I was, I was bad about it. You know, I was like, there was one time, oh my God, I'm going to out myself here. There was one time where, I was in an argument with someone and it was very petty, very small. And I was like, see, this is why your parents got divorced. You know what I'm saying? Like I blamed them for the divorce. Like I took the thing that I knew was the problem at home and I like stabbed you with it. You know, oh, I was such, I was such a cunt. But I was so bullied. I was so bullied that I was like, fuck it. If the world's going to treat me like shit, I'm going to be like shit to the world. You know, like it was, yeah, oof indeed. I was, I was, yeah, I was bad. I was just mean, just mean. But that's, that was like my defense mechanism. You know what I mean? Cruelty was my honest response to things. So, yeah, I'm glad that I've I've curbed my truth a little differently now. But maybe, maybe, Car uh, Carmen, maybe this will, like, you know, give you some perspective. Maybe your friend is just reacting. Maybe they don't know, you know, how to behave without control of a situation. So they have to be mean or they have to be cruel in some aspect or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I would I would have a conversation about them that they're making it difficult and, you want you want to be there for them and you love them and they're a good friend of yours and all of that. But I deserve to feel chosen. And if you give a fuck about me, you should treat me this way and not this way. So and that's just honesty. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be cute, but it's necessary. You know, um, yeah. King of Cups energy. Unfortunately, you have to lead with love. Take the high road. Be the bigger person. Be the one that's willing to have the conversation. Um I was always very receptive to it, you know? 
I was super receptive to it. Whenever people kind of wanted to pull me aside and have a come to Satan moment, like, I was like, all right, well, I'm sorry I said that. I was, I apologized when I was made aware, you know. Um, Queen of Pentacles energy as well. Practice some gratitude for yourself that you are an aware party. You're a good person, babe. You're a good person. You, you do good things. You're, you're trying to help. You're trying to be positive. But people have to help themselves, you know? So, King of Cups energy. Um, try to lead with love and compassion, especially for yourself. Um, all you owe this friend is truth and kindness. But you have to be honest and kind with yourself, right? And um, what else here? Yeah, Four of Cups energy, honey. You care way too... You care a lot more about them and how they feel um, over how you feel. It feels very ticking time bomb, which is why, which that was the reaction towards me, is that people were, were afraid to talk to me because of how I would react, how I would respond. Would I blow up? Would I get loud? Would I say the thing that no one should say, you know? So I understand it might be difficult to have the chat, but I think you need to. Don't put their feelings so far ahead of yours. And, uh, yeah, you are celebrated by the collective, by the group of friends. You are uplifted and celebrated, and they see the work you do and, and how much you care and that you bridge the gap. And, and, you know, maybe they wouldn't have this person around, but that's just social politics and has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them and their opinion of that person, you know? So you are, you're doing good things. You do have a community. You are uplifted. You are celebrated and you should be. Try to lead with love. Practice gratitude for how you feel in general, that you care so much. But quit, quit putting this person's feelings so far ahead of yours. You're just teaching them that it's okay. Does that make sense? You can't answer me. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> um, thank you for writing in, babe. Um, oh, I don't have time for all of this one. Let's see. I've got like four minutes. Let's see. Okay. Hi, Madam Adam. I've been watching you for the past few months and really enjoy your readings and personality. Thank you. I love your knowledge when it comes to tarot. I recently have becoming more spiritual. I've gotten more into tarot and oracle cards. I've always liked witchy things, but was raised very religious and had a hard time getting over the trauma of thinking if I did anything wrong or did what I enjoyed, I'd end up burning in hell. See how that is? You're worried that if you did anything you enjoyed, you'd end up in hell. What in the Catholic trauma? Jesus, literally. Um, I had to secretly watch shows I liked and music because I wasn't allowed in our house. A couple of years ago, my son was born with a major brain injury. He's doing great now, but at the time, it was very scary. Since then, my anxiety and self-doubt has increased significantly. I worry all the time that I'm not doing the best for him or worrying about what his future will look like and how others will treat him. I also have felt myself getting a little more negative in general in the past year or so. Just wondering what cards you might pull considering the future or just in general. Thanks again for your time and videos. They help whether you get this email or not. Have a wonderful day, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel, for writing in. I appreciate you. You're a fucking warrior, girl. You're a hero. You're a warrior. Um, that's fantastic. I'm so proud of you and your journey and, and the way that you care. Good parents give a fuck. Good parents question themselves. Shitty parents don't ask. They just assume that they know what the good shit is. Um, I mean, as an example, my brother is always worried about whether or not he's doing the right things. Is he a good dad? And that's how I know he is, you know, because he cares so much about the outcomes and doing the right things for his kids and seeing the world through their eyes and everything that it's, it's what makes him a good dad. So, but yeah, let's see what I've got for you. Are you being negative? Or are you being realistic? I mean, that's the first thing I would say to you. Um, but page of swords energy. We did to cut off some old words. You've been saying something pretty repetitiously. Um, some people don't know the new you. They know the old you and not the new you. Um, nine of wands energy as well. You need some boundaries, my love. Think about where you've been burnt before and, and how you should protect yourself now. Boundaries come from priorities. So think about what you prioritize, how you can protect yourself and what boundaries you need to put up. And, um, 
Seven of Cups energy, honey. Having too many choices, too many decisions is a sign of abundance and success. So you should see it that way. And it doesn't matter what you choose as long as you're choosing what's right for you and your family. You know? Um, let's see. Really quickly in the chat here. Religious trauma is real. I could have written that backstory. Rachel might want to look up um, exvangelical content to some find some solidarity. Very true. Uh, Tracy here says, you're a wonderful mom. Just need to work through trauma and let go of the guilt, girl. Absolutely. Very nice. Good parents worry on the daily. And I totally agree. That's all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for writing in. Rachel, keep your head up, babe. You're doing a great job. Um, you just need some boundaries since I cut off some old words that don't work anymore. Everyone, I hope you unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders, take deep breaths today. Remember, you're a dot on a marble floating through space. Why are you bugging? Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always... Fuck it up. See you next week.